More revelatory insight as we continue our series on prophetic words for 2024, including this word about a great falling away that's coming in this new year. I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise, the streaming media broadcast that equips, encourages, and empowers you to arise as the hero, warrior, and champion that God created you to be. This word came at the end of December 2023 when I was seeking the Lord and asking him, what would 2024 be marked by? What would be coming in 2024? And I clearly heard him say that there would be a great falling away in 2024. And to be perfectly blunt, it didn't surprise me that much because I can feel the turbulence and the challenges and the warfare that's coming in 2024, and also that there's going to be continued exposure in the world and in the church in 2024. And the enemy is always after our faith in the midst of those types of challenges. As a matter of fact, if you haven't seen my video that's entitled, uh, When Leaders Are Exposed, all about what Satan is up to and what Satan is trying to do to you and targeting in you when he works to expose leaders. Go and check that video out so you can understand what Satan's up to in that, but also the strategies God has given us to stand strong in the midst of all of that to remain effective for his kingdom. So I wasn't that surprised initially when I heard the Lord say there would be a great falling away in 2024 because I know the enemy is targeting the faith of believers in 2024. He's always targeting the faith of believers and trying to use the heartbreaks, the disappointments, of uh, the challenges, the turbulence, and the exposures to get us to fall away from our faith. But what surprised me is when I sat with this word from the Lord, I could feel his anticipation, his excitement, almost, almost a joy about the word. So I realized, wait, this can't mean what I think, think it means if God is excited, anticipatory, and even joyful about this great falling away. So as I asked him, what is up? He spoke to me and told me that it was not a great falling away from the faith that was coming in 2024, but there'd be a great falling away in our faith that was coming. Let me read the word to you as it came to me. He said, this was for his hungry ones. And our hunger will connect us to a grace for a great falling away in 2024, not a falling away from the faith, but in our faith, we will see a great falling away of those things that have been limiting us. Negative emotions, consistent distractions, patterns of procrastination, and even some past due relationships that need to go, that have expired and have been limiting or getting in the way. And as, as I was hearing this, as I was writing this down, I started to get excited for me, for you, for all of the body that... The things that have blocked, hindered, limited, interfered with us being even more effective, grabbing hold of even more in our hunger, those are the things that are going to be falling away. And the Lord continued to speak and tell me that he's getting ready to do a stripped down rebuild and remodel of his church, especially among his hungry ones who are ready for the more, not only hungry for the more, but ready for the more, not only hungry for the promise, but willing to undergo the process that brings us into the promise. He said 2024 will be a year when we're invited by Holy Spirit to allow him 
to highlight things that need to go. That's the strip down, rebuild and remodel that we're gonna let him highlight to us things that need to go. And this will be a John 15 verses one and two pruning for those who allow the process, those who invite the process, that there will be a pruning, there will be a stripping away, there will be a falling away of those things that have limited us However, it will be unto a greater fruitfulness. Or the promise is when we participate in this process, this pruning, it will be unto increase and multiplication. Part of this process will be allowing and even inviting Holy Spirit to search our hearts, search our lives, search our habits, search our days, and help us see things that have been subtly hindering and limiting us. Most of these things that God wants to highlight are not sin issues per se. Now, hear me. If there's sin in your life, stop, because it does limit you. It, it gives a landing place for the enemy where he can uh, bind you up, slow you up, delay you, block you, hinder you. So if there's active sin in your life, stop sinning. The blood of Jesus Christ is brilliant. It works. All you have to do is repent and turn away from that sin. But as God was sharing this with me, what I was getting was this wasn't so much about big sin issues that do need to go. But for those of us who are not intentionally giving place to big sin issues in our life and choosing, you know, unrighteousness and wickedness or perversion or sin, this has to do more with, and these are the things he highlighted, um, um, Holy Spirit help us see things that have been suddenly hindering that most of these things are not sins per se, but bad or unfruitful habits that we have accepted, taken on, or picked back up, especially during the pandemic and the lockdown or since the pandemic and the lockdown. And you may remember back in the lockdowns, the Lord gave me a word of warning for us about to really watch over our ways in the lockdown and not pick up old bad habits as a way of comfort in the midst of the confusion and challenges and everything that was going on in the pandemic and especially the lockdowns. And so God, I believe, is saying that there's this grace in 2024 for any of those um, bad habits, uh, um, uh, 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 unfruitful habits, bad habits that we've accepted, taken up or picked back up, especially during the pandemic or lockdowns for this is the season where there's a grace to allow him to highlight it and then to even help us let them go. And I'll give you a, a very personal and specific example. As I was leaning into all this and I said, Lord, search my heart, search my ways, search my days. And one of the things he showed me is he said, you've gotten in a bad habit of uh, scrolling through news and updates and things like that when you're making coffee in the morning. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what's happened is it went from you scrolling through a few things, maybe looking for prayer points or issues of the day um, to be praying into during your devotional time to where now you've gotten into the habit of sometimes that goes on for 15, 20, or even 30 minutes as you have made the coffee, had your first cup of coffee. And then on days when you feel rushed, sometimes you end up giving more time to that than when you do eventually sit down and spend time with me. And he challenged me. He invited me to let him prune that, to let him give me a grace to let that fall away. So even as I'm making coffee in the morning, now I'm praying in tongues. And now I'm getting into that uh, faith building, tongue praying anticipation of when I have that first cup, actually sitting down and spending time with him. So not a sin issue per se, but a 
a, a bad habit, an unfruitful ha habit, a something I allowed to distract me from giving him my full focus first thing in the morning. And so I have allowed that to fall away. And there's some mornings I feel myself picking it back up, but I'll catch myself. And in that, then there's a great grace to simply go, oh, wait, I'm not going back down that road, pick up my Bible. And I'll tell you one of the reasons it happened be really transparent with you guys, is I am not a morning person. And one of the things God has blessed me with in this season, especially in the last year, is I am waking up early, which is great because as busy as I am and all that's going on, the extra time, especially be able to spend, you know, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, sometimes in prayer, devotion, Bible reading, decrees, praying in tongues. Oh my gosh, it makes such a difference. But here was the challenge. I was starting often with sitting down and reading my Bible. And the challenge is not being a morning person and getting up sometimes at 4.30, 5 in the morning, regularly by 5 or 5.30. I felt like, man, I really need a cup of coffee or a, a cup of coffee or two to kind of get going and get aware and get into the word. And look, I'm not proud of this because I can simply press into God, but it became a habit. It became not a comfort, but just the sense of, Oh, I really, I really want, you know, my synapses firing and, and I wake up slowly in the natural and a cup of coffee or two really help with that. And I enjoy coffee and I enjoy the sitting there and I don't just slam them down, but I, I enjoy the process of it. But I had to, when God showed it to me, I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. It went from while making the coffee to a cup of coffee to sometimes even the second cup of coffee while I'm scrolling or checking emails or any of that stuff. And so I simply said, Lord, thank you for showing me the issue. Thank you for helping me see how I got into it. Coffee, there's nothing wrong with having a cup of tea or coffee with you, but I want to have it with you. I don't want to, you know, be drinking half a pot of coffee and think, okay, now coffee has empowered me to spend time with God. No, no, no. God empowers me to spend time with God. God woos me. And if I'm, if I'm not really awake yet and I'm reading my Bible and it's not quite getting in because my eyes might be open, but my brain is still waking up, I can pray for God to wake up my brain. I can, I can pray in tongues for um, that, that 10 or 15 minutes, which I often start by praying in tongues, but I would then, you know, get into the coffee. And so it was just this God helping me see some things I'd gotten into that had become a little bit of a distraction. No sin issues, but distractions and kind of unfruitful habits. Maybe not even a bad habit, just an unfruitful habit with as busy as I am, as full as my days are, and me really wanting to give him that attention first thing in the morning. So. Um, he wants to give us grace for a pruning and a falling away of bad or unfruitful habits that we've accepted, taken on, or picked back up, especially during the pandemic and the lockdowns. Number two, the Lord will also help us get past weariness and wariness in this season. Now, weariness is fatigue. And, you know, I've talked about how in, in the spoils of war prophetic word that I, I shared, and there's a, a there's a playlist for all the prophetic words from 2024 from me and from my good prophetic friends whose voices I trust, like Joseph Z and Alan DeDio and all the other people that I brought on, you can go to the playlist section of uh, this channel and look for the 
prophetic words for 2024 playlist, and they'll all be there, including spoils of war in 2024, where we talked about the battle fatigue. And God's going to help us deal with the battle fatigue. If we give it to him, he'll lift us, lift it off of us and wash us and refresh us. Times of refreshing come in the presence of the Lord, our Bible promises us. And I believe that as we're intentional about that in 2024, that, that weariness, that battle fatigue, that it's going to fall away and not just fall away, but it's going to be replaced. Because remember, this pruning is under greater fruitfulness. So if we let him wash us clean, if we let him lift up um, and, and, and help us allow a falling away, a pruning of that weariness, then something more fruitful will come. And that will be I, what I've experienced is a zeal and a, a hope-filled, uh, joy-filled, faith-filled expectancy in the battle to see the spoils, a willingness to go to war, knowing God is leading us in triumph in Christ Jesus, knowing that he's leading us in victory, and we'll see the manifestation of the victory, and we will see the spoils of war. So he wants to help us deal with weariness in this season, but not only weariness, also wariness. Where weariness is a lack of energy, wariness is a lack of trust, a bitterness, a cynicism that might have gotten in from discouragement or frustration or irritation. He wants to help us let go of. He wants to grace us to be a great falling away of, a pruning of wariness as much as weariness. And again, all we have to do is simply ask him to help us see it. If we've gotten a little cynical, if we've gotten a little bitter, if we've gotten a little jaded, if, if all the exposure of the untrustworthiness of governments, the untrustworthiness of the medical community, uh, the pharmaceutical community, if the untrustworthiness of the media has us not just weary, but wary to where we don't want to trust at all. What's the enemy up to in all that? Ultimately, he doesn't want us to trust God. He doesn't want us to trust leaders in the church as they're being exposed. Um, he, I mean, I, trust is being attacked on every front. And it's good to have untrustworthy ones exposed. However, we don't want to become untrustworthy in the exposure of untrustworthiness because there's one in whom we can always trust. Him who is the way, the life, and the truth, our Jesus, our God, he is absolutely trustworthy. So we, we, th th when that cynicism gets in, there can even be a slight eroding of our trust in God and trust in the word. And that is the wariness where we also aren't trusting one another where we are refusing unity, where we're thinking the worst of each other instead of the best of each other, or we're looking for the worst instead of looking for the best. Jesus always looked for and spoke to and strengthened and encouraged and empowered the best in those he were around. And that was one of the ways he brought kingdom transformation in lives. And we're here to do the works that Jesus did. So we don't want to be wary. We want to be prophetic. We want to be discerning. And even if we do discern something off, then we address it in love for the person, not in wariness, in cynicism to, to tear the person down or to build a wall against the person. So he wants to help us deal with weariness and wariness in this season, lack of energy and lack of trust. And he wants to help us in this season, give us a grace for a falling away and a pruning of negative emotions and fruit-stealing distractions. And I've already touched on many of the 
the negative emotions, the bitterness, the, the, the wariness, the cynicism, the discouragement, any manifestations of fear or frustration or irritation, um, anything where we would give a foothold to darkness, but think in self-righteousness, it's okay, you know, giving place to the accuser, the brethren, while we're tearing down believers who are missing it or getting it wrong, or whose theology may not be perfect. Well, guess what? None of our theologies are perfect. We all know in part. But as long as we know that Jesus Christ is Lord, we're on the way in the truth, full of life. And we can walk that path together. Um, so those are some of the negative emotions you want to watch out for. But really, all we need to do, because here's the here's the challenge. Like when we're defending God and defending God's truth, and we're right. God doesn't need us to defend him. Now, he wants us to stand up on behalf of him, his kingdom, his righteousness, his will, his way, and his word. And as dominion stewards, we are here to do that. We are here to stand with him and stand for him, but we don't need to defend him. We're not even supposed to defend ourselves because he will defend us. He is his own defense. So why do I bring that up? Because sometimes, especially when we're right, we feel this justification to not behave righteously because we're right. When we're tearing down another believer or we're cursing our least favorite politician or we're cursing our least favorite media talking head who's been lying to us or manipulating, we're not to be cursing them. We're to be praying for them. We're not to be cursing the uh, a, a wicked this or a wicked that in different positions in government or in the medical community or media or or on school boards or whatever. We're to be praying for them. Remember, remember, this is a great season to remember the most wicked Saul can become the most fruitful and productive kingdom, Paul, if we're willing to pray. I addressed this in the video that I did with uh, Pastor Alan DiDio, Bishop Alan DiDio, Bishop and Pastor Alan DiDio, where we talked about the three attacks that are coming in 2024. And one of the things in all of that we discussed about when a brother or sister falls into a trap in the enemy, will we go to war for that brother or sister? Not for for the trap, not for any um, unfruitful or unrighteous things they're putting forth because they've fallen in the trap, but will we go to war for that brother and sister? Even as the church went to war for Peter in prayer, where we will stop fighting against flesh and blood and start warring against powers and principalities because our weapons are not mighty in us. They're mighty in God for the pulling down of those powers and principalities. So um, those are some of the negative emotions he wants to help get, uh, get help us get rid of and why. And look, here's how it starts. Because you know what? We feel justified in our unrighteous ways of standing for righteousness, right? So all we do is exactly what we've already talked about. We say, Holy Spirit, search my heart, search my ways, search my days, search my words, search my thoughts, search me. And if there's anything in me that needs to, that I've given place to that needs to fall away, if there's any of these things we're talking about, unfruitful habits, um, uh, negative emotions, uh, distractions, past due relationships, then show them to me. And I invite your grace to be pruned and to let those things fall away. But the other thing he mentioned with the negative emotions and it was fruit, fruit stealing distractions, he mentioned two specific things in fruit stealing distractions. He mentioned conspiracy theories and online chat groups. And I tell you what, why would he mention this? Well, first of all, let me let, let me tell you, I absolutely believe there are conspiracies out there and you can dismiss me as a nut if you want to, but come on, there's been a conspiracy since Genesis three, when God declared that the seed of 
uh, of, of the snake, the seed of Satan would try to wipe out God's seed in, in man and through man. So there's been a conspiracy of light versus darkness, evil versus good since Genesis 3. However, going down these conspiracy theory rabbit holes tend to fill us with all those negative emotions we talked about. That's why we need to be careful. I'm not saying there's not conspiracies out there, and we are to be praying and declaring for God to shine his light and expose and expunge the conspiracies, the wickedness, the scheming, the scamming of the enemy. We should be operating in our authority to be declaring light be, light be, light be, and may every scheme, scam, uh, treachery, and tyranny of the enemy be exposed. May every conspiracy be revealed for exactly what it is, and may truth win out. But we're to do that from for the righteous one in the character and nature of the righteous one. And going down these conspiracy theory rabbit holes usually get us wound up in irritation, frustration, negativity, bitterness, cynicism, doubt, all of those things. So conspiracy theories can be fruit-stealing distractions. Um, and if you're angry at me and like, he doesn't get it, then you're, you're, you're kind of proving my point because you're manifesting and you're giving place to the, the accuser of the brethren and you're tearing me down when I'm trying to share with you. But I know most of you are going, no, 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 I get it, man. You're right. I want to not only stand for righteousness, I want to do it in the character and nature of the righteous one, because that's what Jesus did. And I'm here to do all his works. Um, and then the other Fruit-stealing distraction, in addition to conspiracy theories the Lord highlighted to me to share, was also online chat groups. And there were two specific types of chat groups he mentioned to me. Are you ready? The first was spending time in online chat groups or message boards or comment feeds that's all, all for me came under him saying chat group and it all it was all these things. The first one to be wary of is spending time in online chat groups, uh, comment feeds and, and message boards of people you disagree with, where you're on there flaming them and setting them right. I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I suspect that never once in history has a flaming comment ever changed anybody's minds or brought defenses down or opened up things for the truth. Whereas we can pray for those who have been deceived and that will change everything. So you're probably not being very effective in those online chats and message feeds where you're disagreeing with everybody and you're right and you're trying to put them right, you're probably just putting up more defenses. You're probably just creating more negativity and darkness. It's stealing your peace. It's stealing your productivity. And it's causing a distraction in you and maybe birthing some of those negative fruit stealing emotions in you as well. So you want to avoid spending a lot of time flaming people that you don't agree with. Here's the other group online group and, and message boards and all of that, that the Lord warned me about was ones where you agree with everybody. Why is that potentially dangerous? There's nothing wrong with edifying and encouraging and equipping one another. I think you and I are in a ton of agreement on most issues of the church, of the kingdom, of, of the world. And that's why we gather together here on Heroes Arise, or we gather together in my Supernatural Mentoring Series, which is all about equipping and empowering you for these days. But, but we're building each other up. We're equipping and encouraging each other, as opposed to coming together to get stirred up in negativity about how everybody else is doing it wrong. We get it and they don't. That's what you need to be wary of. When you're in those groups where everybody agrees, but 
but the entire tone and tenor of the group is we're right, they're wrong, they're fools, we're not, they're this negative word and that negative word. And it births that or it stirs up, I should say, and gives place to that darkness of anger, irritation, frustration, bitterness. So let me read that last paragraph of the word back to you without all the, the, the explanations, just to make it concise again. Part of the process for the great falling away in your faith of those things that are stealing from you or have been hindering you, part of the process will be allowing and even inviting Holy Spirit to help you see things that have been subtly hindering and limiting you. Most of these things are not sins per se, but bad or unfruitful habits that have been accepted, taken on, or picked back up, especially since the pandemic and the lockdowns. The Lord's going to help us get past weariness and wariness, the lack of energy and the lack of trust, as well as negative emotions and fruit-stealing distractions like conspiracy theories and online chat groups. And then, you know me, I like everything to be rooted and grounded in the word. So obviously he gave me John 1 verses 1 and 2 that we already talked about, about a pruning unto greater fruitfulness. And here's what's exciting. The, the, the branches that are bearing fruit get fruit for greater get pruned for greater fruitfulness the branches that aren't bearing fruit get pruned for greater fruitfulness so you're going to get pruned one way or another and how great to have those unfruitful branches those unfruitful things fall away be pruned and fall away in 2024 but he also gave me Romans 12 too to help understand what's going on here in this process of 2024, where your hunger will connect you to a great grace for a great falling away in this year, not a falling away from the faith, but in your faith. And you will see a great falling away of those things that have been limiting you, negative emotions, consistent distractions, patterns of procrastination, and even some past due relationships. Here's the scripture he gave me to help us understand what's going on and how he's going about this in addition to the pruning for greater fruitfulness. It was Romans 12 verse 2, and I'm reading out of the, the New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's a big part of what's going on here. We're cooperating with Holy Spirit for that process of transformation into the new creation we are in Christ. Now, I know when we say yes to Jesus, we're instantly made brand new. We're instantly a brand new creation. Our spirit is completely, utterly, and totally born again. Our soul lightens over time as we uh, uh, participate in the process of sanctification. Salvation is an event in which we are made perfectly in his image in our spirit. Sanctification is the process where over time our soul lightens and eventually we even go home to heaven and get a brand new body. It's the Salvation is the complete, utter, and total reversal of what happened at the garden when we failed. When we chose to be our own lords, we chose to separate from God. In that moment, we were instantly disconnected in spirit. Over time, the soul dark and eventually the body died. There'd never been death before. Salvation reverses that process. We are instantly born again. We are instantly made brand new and perfect in his image in our born again spirit. That's salvation. And then the sanctification is the process of us choosing to participate in who we truly are in Christ. And that lightens our soul especially as we allow this process of the great falling away of negative emotions and all those things we're talking about. And, and that's what's going on. We are allowing 
uh, an acceleration of the transformation into the new person we already are. And one of the main ways it happens is by allowing God to change the way we think, which, by the way, that's what repentance is. We tend to think repentance is turning away from sin, and that's not what repentance is. That's the result of repentance. There's always turning away from sin when there's real repentance, but turning away from sin is the result of repentance. Repentance actually literally means to change the way you think, to change the way you look at things, and that's what God wants to do. He wants to help us see things that we haven't seen and change the way we think about things that have sort of just become these patterns that are have been limiting us or hindering us or distracting us, and there's going to be a falling away of those things. So it says, then you will know what God wants you to do. And it's that easy. It's like, oh, God, thank you. That's why we're saying, Holy Spirit, search my ways, search my days, search my words, search my thoughts, search me, search my heart, search my mind, search me. And then when he highlights to us what isn't really us, and we start to see, oh, I know what you want me to do. You want me to approach things this way. You want me to do this. You want me to do that. Not because you're a God who makes me jump through hoops, but because you're training me how to think, how to respond, how to feel, how to see things from your perspective. Then you will know what God wants you to do, and you will know how good and pleasing and perfect his will really is. So much of this great falling away that's coming in the faith, the falling away of those things that have hindered, limited, and interfered, and, 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 and all of that is we're going to really learn to know at a whole new level how good and pleasing and perfect his will really is. And that we get to agree with his will. We get to embrace his will because ultimately made in his image, it's what we really want to. So I bless you to lay hold of this grace in 2024 for the great falling away that's coming. Not a falling away from your faith, but in your faith, a falling away of those things that have hindered, limited, or delayed you from walking in all that you are, all that you're called to, and all that you're created for in Christ Jesus. This is going to be a very fruitful year for you because I believe you're going to not only allow, but invite Holy Spirit to bring you into this process. Hey, a couple quick things before I let you go. First of all, I mentioned it. Don't forget to check out our Supernatural Mentoring Series, completely free series where we make the supernatural simple so that you can be even more fulfilled and effective in your faith as you grow in the things of the Spirit and get activated in the supernatural aspects of your Christian faith. And the other thing I want to do is I want to give a huge shout out to the partners of Robert Hodgkin Ministries who make all this media possible, who make everything we do possible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you haven't partnered with us yet, I would invite you to do so. All you have to do is go to roberthodgkin.com and click the giving link. You can give a one-time generous donation that we'll be very, very grateful for. But please consider becoming a partner, joining our Go team, and helping us go to the nations through ministry, meetings, missions, and media like this that's going all over the world. We've also got some really exciting uh, uh, excursions, some missions and ministry trips lined up, going into some political hotbeds, some, some very interesting regions of the world. And our desire is to not only go there, but to also go to the regions of the world. You know, we're to go and preach the gospel to the poor. Well, when you go to the regions of the world that have less resources, you know, we're really committed to breaking this image of North American ministers that come in and demand and extract. We, one of the main reasons we're raising up a partner base is so that we can go anywhere and everywhere God highlights to us and do nothing but give and serve, expecting nothing in return kingdom, right? So we can simply pour out. I would love for you to be part of our go team and help us go to the nations through 
meetings, ministry, missions, and media. Become part of God's solution. Uh, sorry, become part of God's solution and join our Go team to send us to the nations with this presence, power, and personality. We're actually believing for a thousand partners partnering with us at a minimum of $20 a month, which will meet all of our monthly budget needs for all that we have going on, including some of the new television and media that we're launching and some of the events that we're looking to host and be a part of in different regions of the world. So just go to roberthodgkin.com, click that giving link, and you can join the Go Team and be part of God's solution. Thank you guys so much for being with me for this episode of Heroes Arise and this prophetic word for 2024. We've still got more prophetic words coming to you for this new year for me and some other prophetic voices I know you'll be blessed by. So you, I will see you back here again soon. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble talking today. It's been a busy season with not much sleep, but thank you so much for your patience and grace with me as I shared this prophetic word for 2024 with you. There's more to come. So I'll see you back here soon. Ready for more? Go to roberthodgkin.com for more teachings, more resources, and more information about Robert Hodgkin Ministries and Men on the Front Lines.